welcome back to the podcast. I'm Myla Lani. And I'm Junie, and you're listening to Sustain Loving Kindness. In this podcast, we talk about why it's important to take care of our planet and how we can help. This episode is dedicated to our Girl Scout Silver Award project. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. All right, everybody. Thank you guys all for coming. We are so happy to see each and every one of your beautiful smiling faces back to another episode of our podcast. Um, So this episode is going to be a little bit different. It's all about sustainable camping. So I know it's a little bit different nowadays with lockdown. I don't know. It, I'm sure it's different wherever you guys live. But for me in California, you are not allowed to go anywhere, basically. So um, and different parts of California are differently, uh, run differently. But we are just talking about sustainable camping and that we're going to give you some tips and tricks to... Um, camp more eco-friendly we um our families have camp uh do a lot of camping trips or at least used to um because my Lani and i are in girl scouts and our brothers are in boy scouts uh so together we do quite a few camping trips and so throughout those different trips we have learned quite a few different um tips that we do to reduce our waste. So, with that being said, the first tip that I would like to say, the first point, is to bring your own utensils and your own um, uh, dishes. So, this, I'm sure, might sound like a nightmare to a lot of people because um, usually around campsites, there's like one spigot that you can rinse off your dishes and kind of hope for the best, but really, it is so much, that on its own is such a big help. If you bring your own utensils, um, stainless steel or bamboo, whatever you like, and your own plates... Um, that'll really help reduce the waste so much. Um, and good news, you probably already have it if you bring around a, uh, zero waste mess kit with you, like we've talked about in previous episodes, um, for eating out. And for those of you who have not heard the term mess kit before, it is a pouch with a reusable plate, reusable bowl, uh, I'm going to say reusable 20 hundred times, so just assume whenever I say a word, it's reusable. <laughs> so a plate, a bowl, a fork, knife, spoon, and a cup. That's pretty much it. You can add or take away whatever you think you won't need. Um, and, oh, another thing is a cloth napkin. Um, and that, it doesn't have to be like fancy china or anything. You can literally just find the cheapest reusable um uh, gosh, I'm having a hard time thinking. Reusable plates and um, cutlery at Walmart, if you wanted, um, just just to reduce your use of of disposables. Especially if you're camping, do not use styrofoam. Please, 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 please. Styrofoam is just about the worst disposable you could use. It's not recyclable or compostable or biodegradable. It's just the worst. So if you if if you absolutely need to use disposables, please opt for paper um, or plastic if you have to. But 
really it's just best to use reusables of course for obvious reasons um and another thing is to bring your own reusable snack bags so i can post a blog post about how to make these because i made them myself a couple of times they are just little cotton bags that have either velcro uh, Velcro closing or snaps or a zipper or something like that and it's double lined so that you can bring I don't know your nuts and berries with you whenever you're going um, it's the the cotton ones are really just meant for dry dry snacks like I said nuts or um, I don't know chips <laughs> um, and then for like berries and um, fruits and salads, you can use, um, glass, like Pyrex, uh, food containers or lunchbox or something. And just quick, just quick reminder, um, to go along with your reusable snack bags, buy your snacks in bulk. This can be a little bit more difficult when you're going camping, especially for an extended period of time, and we'll get more into this later, but... Really just try to buy everything in bulk. You can bring um, you can bring your foods in uh, like big mason jars or even linen drawstring bags. Um, and try to pack mostly dry foods. And it's really best, well, it's really best not to eat meat in general. But especially when you're going camping because it can go bad if it's not kept right and it attracts animals. So try to pack mostly dry goods and you can find dehydrated soups and different things that you just add water to. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So Milo Lani and her family are actually um, in a RV right now. They're living in an RV, uh, traveling across the world, super cool, but she is going to tell you a little bit about that and her journey um, making her RV experience travel guide a little bit more eco-friendly. <laughs> yeah, so, um, living in an RV, uh, for those of you who don't know, an RV is one of those, like, big trailers or maybe a bus, or maybe if you've seen somebody on their, on YouTube, like, for instance, I'm just gonna use Dude Perfect. I know that's not really a good, like, example, and I'm just gonna use them <laughs> as, an, as an example for this right now. So, they just came out with a documentary a couple months ago about their tour, and if you've seen that or if you've seen other things, you'll see that they have something like a tour bus, and a lot of times their tour buses will be RVs, and those are big, drivable buses with beds inside, and you can sleep in it and all that. So there's different types. That The ones that they have, like the tour buses, are huge buses. Um, they also have some called trailers. And those you can pull with like a heavy-duty van or a huge truck or something. So we live in a travel trailer. And it is... It's an Airstream. And that is the... Like I mentioned in our second episode about us... Um, it's one of those big, fancy, silver ones. So, uh, B. Johnson, who is one of our favorite Zero Wasters, the one who wrote Zero Waste Home, ever since her children moved out of the house, she and her husband moved out of their house and went into an Airstream just like ours. And she's still going Zero Waste. 
And you can check her out on Instagram at Zero Waste Home, and she's posting pictures on there, a lot of their travels, and, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. She's just not in a house, I guess. So that leads me to another thing that I wanted to talk about, which is called minimalism. Um, and it's pretty much just trying not to have so much stuff. We've talked about the minimalist before, and we're probably going to have another episode on that in the future, so I'm just going to touch on it a little bit. Um, so when you're living in an RV, it's a lot smaller than a house. So with ours, we're just pretty much one room and a tiny little bathroom. Nobody gets their own rooms. Nobody, nobody really gets a lot of space as like, not as much space as they do in a house. Well, it depends on the RV that you get, but I'm not going to go into that. I'm just saying it's smaller than a house. So you can't exactly have a lot of stuff in here. We got rid of so much stuff when we were moving out of our house. It was crazy. We pretty much, we just really downsized a lot. And that's what minimalism is. It's only keeping the things that you really need. And so if it means when you're going on a bunch of travels, if it means not buying a huge, a lot of souvenirs or um, extra sweatshirts or something, then you're going to have to, you know, make some sacrifices. If you really wanted this huge cardboard cutout of a Sasquatch or something, but you can't exactly <laughs> fit that in a trailer, then, you know, you can't exactly buy it. And if you... I mean, technically, you're, you don't really need a giant Sasquatch unless you're, like... I don't know. You, you Technically, you don't need that. Really, the basic necessities are food, clothes, and shelter, which is pretty much what you have when you're camping. Camping is just a recreation of survival. Um, yeah, that came out weird. So. <laughs> uh, so the next thing is don't buy a lot of single-use items. Um, we really don't have a big trash can. It's pretty small. So... You know, we've got to be careful, and we're just like, okay, we can't buy this, we can't buy that, but then we also have a really small fridge, so we can't buy a lot of, you know, a lot of vegetables that are just laying around. Like, they all come in little plastic bags, and it's really annoying. So, that leads me to the next thing, which is try not to throw away a lot of stuff. Um, this is probably one of the hardest things when you're living in an RV, or if you're camping in an RV. It's really hard to recycle because a lot of campgrounds or RV parks that you stay at don't have recycling bins. They just have a huge dumpster and that's it. And it's really annoying because that means we have to take all of our cardboard boxes, all our cereal boxes, all the bottles, all the, um, all the little plastic bags. We can't just put them in a recycling bin. We have to put them in our trash bin and it's, it's really annoying. And then also you can't even compost because I mean, I've never heard of an RV park with a compost bin, so... And we can't... We don't have one of those little grinder thingies in our sink, so we have to... Any food that goes down the sink, it gets caught in this little net thing that I have to take out of the sink every time it gets full and toss it in the trash can. So, like, our apple cores, banana peels, orange peels, all those have to go in the trash, and we can't compost them. And, I mean, it's hard, but there are alternatives you can have one of those tiny little um compost bins that just decompose inside your kitchen and then you could take them to a compost place but i know a lot of people aren't going to be willing to do all that work so really just try not to buy a lot of single-use items and try not to throw away a lot so for example if that means not buying 
a bunch of granola bars, then don't buy a bunch of granola bars because they're all individually wrapped. If it means don't buy any candy, don't buy any candy. Because, I mean, candy's not that healthy for you anyways, like we've mentioned before. Um, so the next thing is using less water. And this is actually a benefit of living in an RV. Um, the RV that we have has a small water heater. And a lot of you don't really think about water heaters in a house because most of the time it never runs out. So... For example, we can't just take a 10-minute shower in our trailer without running out of hot water. And especially since my family has six people, we all have to limit ourselves to shorter showers than normal because then if we take a long shower, it will take a long time for our water heater to heat up and that uses up electricity or propane, which is a type of gas. And, you know, either way, it's not good for the environment. So when you're living or camping in an RV and you want to take a shower you've really got to watch how much water you use. And it's a really good thing because, you know, if you, for instance, have a trailer, but you live in a house and you go camping, it will help you to remember, you know, you got to use a lot less water. And that helps a lot. Um, So everything else is pretty much the same as regular camping. Uh, Just use reusables. Try not to throw away as much as you can. You can still have jars and all the other reusable storage containers. Just when you travel, try to keep them off the counters so they don't fall. Um, so the next thing that we are going to talk about are the things that you are going to bring along on your camping trip. So normally when you go camping, you most likely are going to bring along some gear. And I wanted to mention a few zero-waste things that you can buy or... Um, borrow or use or anything like that. So, first, if you are going to buy a backpack or hiking shoes or anything else like that, always search for them secondhand. Look on Craigslist or at Goodwill or at any other thrift store. There will always be something that you can find. Definitely on Craigslist because people go on there and sell stuff all the time from mountain bikes to... Um, to like skateboard ramps, any pretty much anything you want on there. So there's always going to be an option. And if you absolutely have to buy them new, then don't go with the cheapest options because they will most likely fall apart and have to go into a landfill, and we don't want that. So if you're going to buy them new, go with quality so that it can be used again and again and again. And if you decide you don't want it anymore can always take it to Goodwill so somebody else can buy it and then the cycle will just keep going on. Yeah and we say that because I know that I know that money is tight or finances can be very tight right now but if you think about yes it is a bigger expense up front but over the next say 10 years it will be saving you money and it will be saving those products from the landfill. If you buy one bike that will last you, say, 20 years for, I don't know what the average cost of a bike is, but let's just, I know, I know it's a lot more than this, but for the sake of math, we'll just say this bike is, you think it's pretty expensive, it's $50, but you know it's going to last you a while, and you see the bike next to it that is a lot cheaper, it's only $5, say... That $50 bike will last you 10 years. And that $5 bike will last you maybe, maybe a couple months. 
Then think of every couple of months having to buy another bike. And then every couple of months, that bike will end up in landfill. And think about how many $5 it'll take to make 50 well, it'll take 10. So um, if you could buy 10 of those bikes for one of the other bike, and I know that that can be very um, discouraging for people because they think like, well, look at how much money I'll save with that bike, but you really won't because you'll have to repurchase that bike several, several times, and it's a lot better for the environment. Now, bike's probably not the best example, but it's just the first word I can think of, and it goes for anything. Even if something is not necessarily, even if it doesn't say it's eco-friendly, even if it's not zero waste, if it is really good quality that you know will last you years and years and years to come, then it is more eco-friendly than the more cheap option. Or some t A lot of times you get what you pay for, but it's just a quality thing. So the next thing that I wanted to say is um, you can also uh, reach out to different friends or whoever. You could even just make a post on Instagram. Sorry, the trash truck is driving across my street right now and it's very distracting and loud. I apologize. But um, you can borrow camping gear from your friends or your neighbors or your church, whoever, whoever has camping gear that you want to borrow, that is the 100% most eco-friendly way to go because if they're not using it and they let you use it, then that, then, then when you're done with your trip, you can just give it back to them. Um, it is even better than buying things secondhand if you only plan on going on a couple camping trips a year. Um, because you know, if you know that you don't camp a lot and you you need a tent to go on this camping trip but you don't want to store it and you know that you don't camp a lot, the best way to go is to always reach out to different friends, reach out to whoever you think might have um, a tent. And then if you don't find one, well, if you do find one, great, you're all set. But if you don't, then you can look um, on Craigslist and you can... Um, try to find one secondhand. So borrowing, um, borrowing, sorry, borrowing gear from friends is always from whoever. Borrowing, borrowing gear from whoever is always the best way to go. Yeah, there might also be some rentals out there too that you can find. Yeah, not, that's a good not point. all people are gonna be like, I'm not just gonna lend you my thousand dollar tent. You know, exactly. I paid a lot of money for it, but you know, I'll let you have it for the weekend if you pay me, I don't know, two hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, so the next part of gear that I was going to talk about are hygiene products. Um, if you want to hear about hygiene, you can go and check out our Sustainable Beauty and Hygiene episode. That was our third one that we did. Um, so for the sake of this episode, we're going to be talking about camping hygiene. Uh, so make sure that you buy them, if you're going to buy them, with natural ingredients. Sometimes you won't be able to go into campground restrooms to, say, brush your teeth. Because maybe it's a little bit too far or maybe you're going backpacking in the wild and there's not actually a bathroom. All you have is a creek. So when you brush your teeth, you're going to have to spit on the ground, obviously. And if you're, any, if you're near any natural habitat or water source, which you most likely will be, then if you're spitting out weird chemicals into the ground, that is not a good thing because it can poison whatever lives there. So you're going to want to make sure you have harmless ingredients. So just make sure that you, whatever you buy, 
if you're buying it instead of making it that it has um natural ingredients in it um and speaking of toothpaste if you want a toothpaste recipe we've got one on the blog and i will yeah and also going along with this week's toothpaste it is a good idea to use especially when camping toothpaste tabs because they take up no space at all and there's no it's it's so much lighter um now the only the only part where it gets a little bit hard with toothpaste toothpaste tabs when you're camping is if you can't find water um then it can be really hard to brush your teeth you should always have access to water um because it can be dangerous not to um anyways just wanted to mention i am working on a blog post right now reviewing the um bite toothpaste tabs uh they're coming in the mail actually today so i can write a review on those guys um for you to check out if you'd like Uh, i've heard really great things about them and they're completely zero waste so if you want to check out that toothpaste um you can and also any other toothpaste tabs um but like my Lani said just make sure that they have natural ingredients and that they are not um well natural ingredients <laughs> so the next hygiene um the next hygiene thing <laughs> is if you don't have access to a shower or a um, if you don't have access to a shower, maybe you just have access to, um, I don't know, a stream, or if you don't have access to a stream, I, I really don't know what to tell you, looks like you're just gonna stink, but if you don't, if you do have access to a stream, it's very important to, um, this goes very much so hand in hand with the natural toothpaste, Um, It is very important to make sure that you're not washing away any chemicals in the stream because that can be where fish live and also um, people drink from the streams. If you, I'm sure you've seen backpackers fill up um, their camelbacks with a water filter um, directly from streams and it's, it's just not good. We need to keep our, our bodies of water clean and without chemicals. So if you are going to use shampoo or body wash or conditioner or anything in a stream, make sure that it's natural. Make sure that it doesn't have a lot of chemicals. I know that that can be very difficult to find a natural shampoo and conditioner and body wash. It's really best to not put any soap in the streams, but if you have to, just try to find the most natural um options and of course shampoo or soap bars in general are typically made of more natural ingredients because they are made with the intention of being more eco-friendly so just check the ingredients and try to reduce putting chemicals in the streams and water uh in streams and bodies of water as much as you can um yeah if Miley Lani doesn't have anything else to say about hygiene, then I'll go into um, talking about litter and trash. Do you have anything else to say? Um, yeah, I, I... Oh, yeah, there was one last thing that I remembered from a long time ago when me and Junie went camping was mm. um, first aid kits. Junie had gotten a splinter when we went camping with our brother's Cub Scout troop once, and she put on a Band-Aid, and both of us were just like, man, I wish they had a zero-waste first aid kit. 
So, there oh, actually is one. Snap. Package Free Shop sells them. They have band-aids and ointments and all that. The only problem is that it's just super duper expensive. Um, so you can always just buy the band-aids. I think yeah. they sell a set of band-aids for maybe $5. Um, and you can also find zero-waste first aid kits maybe at Earth here or something, but I do know that Package Free Shop has them. And I believe that this week they are doing a giveaway on zero-waste band-aids. So if you're listening to this right now, go head over to Package Free Shop on Instagram and enter for that giveaway. Yeah, so that, yeah, totally. You, know, you can get some the, free the first, first aid, aid kits. The eco-friendly first aid um, movement is very much in the works, and it's by no means perfect or um, a affordable solution by any means. But it is, if you can't afford it, it is definitely better. What they do offer now is better than what they did, and I'm sure in five years it'll be a lot a lot better, but it is still in the works. And I know at Target I've seen um, band-aids from the company Patch, and they are made of compostable materials that you can literally just stick in your backyard compost, and they'll compose uh, compost. Now, the only thing that does make it a little bit confusing is I know you're not supposed to compost blood, um, so maybe you should, I, I, I don't know, I've never used them before, I've never had to compost them, but I think you're probably supposed to peel off the cotton bit and maybe throw that part away and then compost the, yeah. I think the band-aids will yes. just have directions on them for how yeah, to use totally. them, so, so anyways, we do sell them, we'll compostable you know. patch band-aids at Target, um, and those are pretty affordable. I think they're like $5 for a 50 pack or 25 pack. I don't know. Um, so yeah, if you do want to buy the band-aid separately, I know that they sell them at Target and on Package Free Shops website and different, uh, resellers and from their website directly, of course. Um, and now I'm going to talk about litter and trash. So this is a very important subject in general, but especially when you're camping, and I'll tell you why. What is wilderness and outdoors and like, oh, I'm going on a five-day camp trip in the woods, middle of nowhere, it'll just be me, nobody's going to be there, is, so what's camping for you is home to some to something else, to animals. Um, and it's very important to remember that just because humans don't necessarily live there, or just because you don't live there and are not there very often uh, doesn't mean that you can just th- throw out whatever you want and litter wherever you want. Um, I know that there are a lot of litter laws in California where I live. Um, so just because it doesn't say you can't litter, uh, I mean, sorry, just because there aren't any no litter signs in the middle of nowhere does not mean that it's okay to litter. Um, just remember, you want to leave your surroundings better than where you found it. That's, it's the Girl Scout, part of the Girl Scout, um, law. So, just remember, littering is no bueno. Just be a good person. Don't litter. (laughs) And you can imagine animals choking on trash or, okay, Think about it this way. 
if you live somewhere with I, I don't know I didn't I didn't think of my thought fully <laughs> so you wouldn't want to live in a world full of trash side note we do um why would animals that's all I'm trying to say so don't litter it's pretty self-explanatory littering is bad um yeah leave places better than where you found it and if you yeah. do, if you do make trash and you can't find a trash bag please try to pack it out until you do find a trash bag I know it can be a little bit inconvenient um uh just all more of the re wait sorry I don't know what to say just all more wait what okay sorry I'm I can't think right now but it's just a bit a better reason why you should uh, try to make as little trash as possible because then you don't have to pack it out. You don't have to carry it. You don't have to think about throwing it away. Uh, just try to make as little trash as possible. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, if you want the ultimate no-waste way to go camping, you should just do exactly what Bear Grylls does, which is takes hardly anything with him just his clothes that are already on him a backpack a multi-tool probably a canteen of water and um a flint and steel and i think that's all he takes with him and he just goes out into the wild and tries to survive for a week living off of whatever food he finds out there whether it's a rattlesnake or a squirrel Oof. and then he has to make his own shelter using just all the natural stuff and drinks his, the, his water from the stream and he doesn't throw away anything because he's just getting everything from nature so if you want the ultimate absolutely no waste just Pretty much just follow whatever Bear Grylls does. Yeah, now that is very, um, it's very intense and very much, uh, not beginner. So if you've never camped yeah, before. Yeah, if you're a kid, don't do that by yourself. Like, do that with a very experienced person. Exactly. If you never camped before, if you don't have a lot of experience in the wilderness, if you don't feel comfortable with that, don't do it. It's just the, like my Lilani said, the ultimate zero waste experience um but also you couldn't really be vegetarian especially not vegan and yeah. try to do that because there really isn't anything to eat in the wilderness besides animals um except for certain like plants and berries that you'd have to know if they are edible or not so that's very um yeah, just don't do that if you're inexperienced. I've never done it personally. Um, yeah, me neither. Yeah, it, it does sound really fun, though. One day it would be fun to try that. Um, anyways, I believe that brings us to the end of our episode. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it and learned a little something new. Subscribe, stay tuned. We post every Friday and have a plethora of interesting content planned for you guys in the near future. When you aren't listening to our podcast, feel free to give us a follow on Instagram at Sustain Loving Kindness Podcast. And there you can find our Linktree site with all of our links, whether it's to our website or our Pinterest page or even a place to send in a voice message. If there's anything you want to hear in our podcast, Send in a voice message or give us a DM on Instagram. We love each and every one of you so much. Have a wonderful day and we can't wait to see you guys back next episode. Bye. Bye.